You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Tuesday cutdown day, and I decided to sneak an episode in for you all of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I'm Anthony Cazenza. Going to bring you a quick one. I feel like I just would not, it would not be right of me to not at least take a, uh, take a little bit of time here to talk about the Bengals and what they, what they showed us on Tuesday. Happy to be with all you, all of you. On this Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon for some, going to be a brief episode, but uh, thanks for tuning in at the last minute. Uh, you know, I thought I was maybe going to have a little bit of dad duty, but got a brief respite from that. I've got a fantasy football draft in just a little bit. So uh, just trying to squeeze an episode in and talk some bangles with you all. Good to be with all of you. Now, uh, in case you missed it, this is on cincyjungle.com. This is the 53-man roster. You can find it in a lot of different areas, places, and you can see a lot of, uh, here we go right here. I'll put the link in the live chat for all of you. So uh, go ahead and click that. Here is the 53-man roster. Now, we say, and our our fearless leader over at Cincy Jungle says, the 53-man roster is set. We use the word set pretty loosely because I tend to think, and Zach Taylor maybe hinted at in his press conference today, that he... Uh, and the Bengals were maybe not going to be fully done over the next 24 hours in terms of looking at the waiver wire, seeing what they could potentially do at some different areas on their football team. Now, let's kind of go, we'll just go position by position, folks. And I know I'm already seeing a lot of stuff, by the way. Good to see my my good friend here. I'm going to pin that first comment on here, Nick Suberling, my good buddy uh, and uh, podcast guru, Nick Suberling. Good to see you, buddy. Um, look, he, quarterbacks, I thought they were going to go light. I thought they were going to go two, and that's that's kind of that. Burrow's healthy, at least uh, almost all the way healthy, so it's him, and then it's Brandon Allen. Kyle Shermer showed some nice things in the last game. They're going to they're gonna see what they've got out of these two guys at this, at this point, and then obviously they're going to set the practice squad and do all the things they need to do there. So this is that's in another – before we move on to running backs, because that's another point of contention, and, of course, Thad Moss and all of that. That's another point that we need to always keep in mind. As Bengals fans, I've been guilty of it. I know a lot of you have as well, and I don't want to – it's okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not being funny, but I'm just saying there are times where we overvalue these guys that the Bengals end up releasing, and then lo and behold, they end up on the Bengals practice squad. They clear waivers, all of that kind of stuff. 
Uh, Thad Moss was passed on by 32 teams in the draft, and Thad Moss, uh, you know, was was claimed by the Bengals off waivers, and you know he's bounced around a little bit. So um, that's something to keep in mind. We'll also say the same about the running backs. I was a little surprised that the Bengals only went with three running backs. You see, Mixon, Sample, uh, excuse me, Mixon, P. Ryan, and Evans. So uh, I, I thought maybe they would keep potentially another running back there. I thought early in the process, I thought maybe Puka would, would sneak on, but injury, lack of snaps in preseason games, all of that, I, I, I didn't think that was going to be in the cards for him. I thought maybe Jacquez Patrick, who a lot of people wanted to see make the team. And hey, look, he did everything he should have done to make this team. He played well in the preseason. Uh, the guy got kind of the short end of the stick last year with the COVID situation and didn't get to use preseason last year to show off for the team. Did a lot of positive things this year, showed that he's got some good moves for a bigger back. Um, we will see what happens with him in terms of practice squad, waiver wire, all of that. But that's a guy that I would think the Bengals should have, uh, you know, kind of a first right to, to get him back, I would think, because... Um, there are always a glut of running backs available. Um, the position itself has been devalued. So I, I think they'll be able to sneak him on. We will see. Now, where, where I'm a little surprised about what the Bengals did at running back is if you look at Chris Evans, I thought maybe they would maybe go a little bit lighter at wide receiver. And then you utilize and keep a Chris Evans as kind of a swing wide receiver slash running back type of player. And then you've got another running back in there. But they didn't do that. They th they're good with three running backs and they're good with seven wide receivers. And this is where I think Darren Simmons pounded the table for his special teams unit. He's assistant head coach for a reason. He runs one of the best special teams units in the NFL. He's a widely respected head coach for a reason. And it's because he gets a say on some of the back ends of these position groups to pick guys that will help out on special teams. It's not sexy. It's not, you know, these are covered, you know, punt coverage guys. These are maybe punt return guys here and there. These are gunners, you know, guys that aren't going to maybe get into the end zone for you, at least not on a regular basis, but they're going to help out the team. And the Bengals made the decision that Trenton Irwin, Mike Thomas, and Stanley Morgan rounding out the wide receiver group and what those bring you, not only on offense, but what those three bring you on special teams is more valuable than keeping a fourth running back and a fourth running back that maybe didn't contribute as much on special teams and Patrick, or a, a third tight end in Thad Moss that didn't have quite the special team showing in preseason that Mitchell Wilcox did. So I, I think you need to kind of keep, if we're, if we're upset about Jacquez Patrick, if we're upset about Thad Moss, I understand, but I, I think we need to kind of keep that and the special teams aspect into the picture here while we're, while we're looking at the entire scope of the 53 man roster. Let's not forget also some of those guys could be on the practice squad and be called up later in the season. Some of those guys, they, there may be some movement of some of these guys. There was an injury on the defensive side of the ball of one of the players that they make a, may, may make a move there and add a waiver wire addition this doesn't quite seem like it's set. I think it's mostly set, but there may be another move or two that's going to transpire over the next, you know, now less than 24 hours as we take the air here. But 
Um, that's something to really keep into perspective here. But Higgins, Chase, Boyd, Tate, Thomas, Trent Irwin, the, he's the Trent who wins the battle. Trent Taylor gets waived. Reports have that the Bengals want to try and get him on the practice squad. They do value him. But uh, it was Irwin who had a better preseason showing, did a bit more in the preseason, made tough catches, and is going to basically be a backup slot guy to Tyler Boyd. And, uh, you know, he got some playing time late in the year last year. They really like his toughness. They really like his reliability. So he's a guy that uh, made the team. And Stanley Morgan, they love his special teams contribution. Look, Stanley Morgan, I said this after I think it was the second preseason game. When you see him uh, block as a wide receiver, when you see him on special teams, he does everything the coaches ask for, everything they ask of him and he does it well he does a lot of the dirty work does it well so he makes the team as the seventh wide receiver to round out the skill positions and then we'll move on to offensive linemen uh again wilcox makes it over thad moss wilcox had a higher special teams pff grade tip of the cap to my my counterpart there jake liskow of locked on Bengals. I, I believe it was him who brought that to our attention on twitter wilcox with the higher special teams PFF score by about 30 points, if I remember correctly, uh, throughout the preseason. So yeah, that's that's ultimately what wins there. Mitchell Wilcox also has a bit of height and size over Thad Moss as a tight end. So that all needs to be taken into account. And uh, Mitchell Wilcox did show quite, you know, at his time at South Florida, did show some pass catching ability, his ability to get into the end zone. I think he had six touchdowns his final year there. So um, there's probably some upside there. They like him. He was an undrafted free agent last year. And another guy who maybe benefited from a full training camp, a full preseason, as opposed to last year when he was scrambling to make the roster and didn't get a, as much of an audition. Offensive lineman, this is where uh, some of the surprises took place. Yesterday, the Bengals decided to deal Billy Price for a conditional seventh round pick and BJ Hill. We'll talk more about that in just a second. Um, and we talked about that on the water cooler chat yesterday, but they uh, dealt him a guy who ended up showing an improved style of play under Frank Pollock, and they were able to move him. They didn't have long-term plans for him, and kudos to the Bengals. If they were going to cut him, they found a trade partner and got something out of it and got something out of it on the defensive line, which is always a helpful area to shore up your team for sure. So they did that. The other big move was cutting Michael Jordan. Now, a lot of people thought he could have been on the roster bubble this entire time. It was just a little surprising for me because he had starter snaps in practices, in preseason, all of that. And at the time, we said this is probably one of two routes and reasons why they're going this way. It's either number one, they feel that he is showing enough improvement as a guard to warrant him getting starter snaps. And there's a couple of unknowns with Suofilo and Jackson Carmen and all these other guys there. They like Quentin Spain at the left guard spot. The other mindset was that they're going to give him every opportunity to try and stick on the roster. They're going to get try and give him every opportunity and every look against other team starters and whatnot to see how he performs. To his credit, he did play some of the better best ball, uh, pro football of his career. It just wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. So we'll see what where he ends up 
on on things after you know the next 24 hours but uh jonah williams quentin spain trey hopkins this is also while it's bittersweet news that the Bengals have to give up on two former uh high or high-ish picks in billy price and mike jordan of, of recent years it also points to the really good health and really good news around trey hopkins right so i think billy price would have been a commodity they would have hung on to had they not believed that Trey Hopkins was going to be ready to go and play at a high level right away. So that is, uh, th- there's at least a silver lining there. Suofilo uh, appears to be the starting right guard for this team. Riley Reef, the starting right tackle. You've got Fred Johnson, a guy who could play either tackle position in a pinch. Deontay Smith, a developmental guy, but a guy who seems to be developing very quickly, especially at guard. Um, really high pass blocking grades in the preseason, a guy that may take over one of those guard spots this year, or uh, maybe, you know, Quentin Spain's on a one-year rental deal. Uh, Sua Filo kind of has a, t- a team opt-out type of situation after this year. So, you know, I, I think the Bengals are probably going with Spain and Sua Filo for the majority, if not all of this year, as their guard starters with the idea that Smith and Carmen may be the, the guards of the future. So, we will see. Smith may also end up being a right tackle of the future. That's where I initially had him pegged for, but uh, at this point, they seem to really like what they're seeing out of him from at guard. Trey Hill, uh, their their day three pick from this year out of Georgia, makes the team. They like what they see out of him. And is Isaiah Prince, a guy uh, that not a lot of people figured would make the roster, ends up making the team. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, if I'm counting correctly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. There it is right there. 10 offensive linemen on the team that make the roster. Now you look at the de- defensive lineman Hubbard, BJ Hill. Now BJ Hill was a, uh, a former day two pick of the giants. And it was kind of a uh, one team's, I, I don't like to use the word trash, but what, you know, is, is another team's treasure. Uh, in terms of B.J. Hill and Billy Price. Both teams found willing trade partners for guys that were likely not going to make their respective rosters, and they they made a move. B.J. Hill is a guy that's got a you know a handful of sacks uh, in, a, in a handful of years. He's been a rotational guy, got some pressures. He's a, he's a movable piece on that defensive line and a guy that they think can do some things in a rotation up front. And unfortunately, with his arrival came Mike Daniels' departure. And that's a little bit of a surprise, but uh, I think if this move was not made, Mike Daniels, you'd be seeing him on the final roster here. Not the case. Unfortunately, uh, he, a personal favorite of mine, he was great to our show. He's been on our show about three times or something like that. Really, really like him. The fans really loved him. And, uh, you know, it's hard to see him go, but obviously this was a business decision. Sam Hubbard playing some of uh playing really good football in preseason and limited snaps after signing that contract so you know he's part of their big plans going forward reader looking really really good coming back from his injury ogan joby uh looked pretty good in practices and preseason after being out for a little bit there hendrickson looked pretty good as well tupo made a lot of plays and just is a a massive human being and uh, then you've got darius hodge darius hodge preseason hero my hope uh, I said this on a, another show, uh, Strawberry Sports with Strawberry Ice. Go check that out. Good good channel. Great guy, Jeff Tranapole there. I said this earlier today that I just hope Darius Hodge isn't one of those guys that absolutely lights up the preseason and then you rely on him for a role in the regular season. And it's just not the same as he's going up against more starting caliber offensive linemen, 
more diverse offensive schemes. But hey, credit him. He played his butt off in preseason, played very, very well, was was one of the best players on the Bengals team in preseason, and he deserved this spot. Let's just hope that he can be part of a committee to help make up the loss for Joseph Osai. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Speaking of the committee that does that, Khalid Kareem had an outstanding start to the Miami game, but unfortunately looks like he's dealing with an injury. Zach Taylor kind of did the, we expect him back at some point this season. Uh, okay. Not really sure what that means, but there could be an IR return type of situation with that. And then there may be a little bit of a shuffling uh, there. And, and you may see another player on this this team here. But all of a sudden, you got the Bengals invested heavily at, at edge rusher this year. Um, and really the past couple of years now, what was one of their deepest groups, you've got Osai done for the year. You've got Wyatt Hubert done for the year. Cam Sample was nicked up earlier in the year. Khalid Kareem now dealing with an issue. So, I mean, the team overall is one of the healthiest it's been going into the regular season, which is awesome. But uh, some of these spots are starting to get a, a little concerning. So, And then Cam Sample, one of the better preseason players as well, a guy that can be a movable piece up front, and Tyler Shelvin, more big beef up front. So the Bengals are, they're, they're diverse up front in terms of what they can do and guys they can move around, but they've between Shelvin, between Tupo, between Reader, they've got three guys that I specifically think those are three players that are specifically going to be effective against a team like Baltimore, who, oh, by the way, a team who loves to run the ball with a bunch of different players lost jk dobbins for the year this last weekend so uh defensive line looking in pretty good shape at this point for the Bengals. linebackers pretty predictable here uh the three rookies from last year make it logan wilson logan wilson jermaine pratt akeem davis gaither jordan evans and marcus bailey are the five that they keep there the Bengals aren't going to go with a ton of three or four linebacker sets they're going to go pretty heavy on the defensive line they're going to go pretty heavy in the defensive backfield and go from there so uh, i think there's not too many surprises there big year for jermaine pratt big year for logan wilson for sure 
who had a couple of nice plays in preseason. Big year for Jermaine Pratt, though, uh, in terms of development and what they need him to show going forward. Cornerbacks, Wayne's dealing with the hamstring injury, maybe out the first couple of games. We'll see what happens there. Hopefully he can return for that opener and play against his former team. Wouzier was arguably the best player uh, in camp and, uh, you know, in limited snaps. He's been playing awesome for the Bengals. Uh, Hilton, Apple, Phillips, and Jalen Davis gets on the gets on the the final roster here. Six corners for the Bengals. Uh, obviously, you're feeling better about things when Waynes is in there, healthy and starting. But uh, you know you've got Waynes, a former first round pick. Awuzie, I believe, is a former second round pick. Apple, former first round pick. So I mean, you've got some talent there and some bigger names in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, Wayne's, he's got to get on the field and start playing, uh, th- that contract starting to get a little dicey, but we'll see, we'll see safeties. This is what I, I, I kind of was predicting this as well. Here's the thing with Ricardo Allen. He's a guy who has played slot corner and safety. So he's one of those guys, I think, and obviously has ties to Lou Anarumo as well. He's one of those guys I think that can, uh, kill two roster birds with one stone, so to speak. You know, he's going to be the guy that can move around a little bit and provide a little bit of flexibility and allow Von Bell to do what he does best. Uh, I think early in the year, earlier in the year last year, Von Bell was asked to do maybe a little too much, especially in deep coverage. I think as you play him closer to the line of scrimmage, you you don't have him cover some of these deep passes against you know really highly athletic either you know wide receivers, tight ends, that sort of thing. I think if you let him, uh, you know, kind of roam the the short areas of the field, you let Jesse Bates play a little more center field, and then you have a guy like Ricardo Allen that's kind of a swing type of guy. Remember, remember Chris Crocker? They had him do a lot of that stuff. He was kind of a, a, a slot corner, a safety. He kind of did a lot of that stuff. Maybe maybe Ricardo Allen will be doing a, a little bit of the similar things to Chris Crocker. We'll see. Brandon Wilson, another guy that's a backup safety and obviously very valuable as a kick returner. So. Um, those are the safeties. And then you got the Rook. The Rook took the kicking job as a specialist. Kevin Huber hangs on to it. Drew Chrisman never really made it to competition because of an injury. But uh, you would think that they probably want to keep him around and, and maybe a practice squad candidate. And then maybe he supplants Huber in the next year or so. And then you've got uh, Thor Clark Harris with that beautiful mane of hair. <laughs> Clark Harris, the long snapper, the mainstay there. So uh, that's that's your roster at this point right now. And uh, there there are some questions. And here's here's the – I think we have the quote here from – yeah, I'll share this. It's not necessarily a direct quote from Zach Taylor, but I mentioned it a little bit. Basically, this is from Ben Baby of ESPN, and this is on CincyJungle.com, essentially saying uh, Zach Taylor said, since Khalid Kareem didn't go on IR, the team does expect him to re- return at some point this season. Okay. Well, I, I don't know exactly what that means and when, but we'll take your word for it, Zach. Uh, look, I, I think there we're we're not the Bengals are not done at this point in terms of doing some different things. Uh, it may not be super splashy. I, I think there was a move if you remember in Zach Taylor's first year. I think P Ryan was one of the guys that they they brought in, and then uh, you know Farrell Cooper was a guy that bounced on and off the team. I think at, at the, the final minute, uh, you know. Last year, Mike Daniels was a late addition, not not final cuts, but he was a late addition to the team. So, uh, 
look, I mean, I think the team may look at some offensive line line help in the in the form of someone who has guard tackle experience or maybe center guard experience. I think edge rusher and a versatile piece up front is maybe someone they may look at. Who knows? Maybe wide receiver maybe on the on the discussion. Uh, if they don't feel good about Trey Waynes, maybe another corner out there to help uh, bolster things. Maybe that's something they they look at. I don't know, but uh, I, I I think you know when we're talking about being upset about a third tight end spot and we're being, talking about being upset about a fourth running back spot we seem to be in a much much better situation talent wise and we uh, the royal we right I, the Bengals seem to be in a much better spot talent wise and depth wise when we have those types of conversations rather than questions about the starting quarterback that that date back just about two years ago right um the questions uh, about certain wide receiver depth that was a couple of years ago and and you know what who's going to rush the passer and you know what how are they going to stop the run all of these and now some of those areas you feel a lot a lot better about at this point than you did maybe even as as soon as last year obviously not talking about quarterback and stuff but some of those other position groups you know who i'm talking about uh, we had some concerns going into this year. There are still some question marks, but I think those are, at least from my vantage point, those are a lot less concerning at this point than they were maybe a year ago or so. Um, so uh, Bengals really, really tried to shore up depth. Unfortunately, while they've largely been healthy to this point, unfortunately the injury bug has hit the edge rusher part of their roster uh, a little bit at cornerback, but um, you know, I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, it's just a matter of how, how quickly can some of these young players mature? I think I saw my, my co-host John Sheeran say something, or maybe it was Matt Minnick saying they only got five players over the age of 30 on the roster at this point in time. And I, I'd have to, uh, I'd need to look here in terms of the 53 man roster. Uh, not a lot of Marvin Lewis guys on this roster. Uh, I think you can go, you could say Joe Mixon. Um, you could say Auden Tate, CJ Uzama, Trey Hopkins, Sam Hubbard, Tupo. Bates and then the uh, Harrison Huber. So this this is this is Zach Taylor's roster. He's got his thumbprints on it, and this uh, this has to be a year wherein he and the team shows marked improvement. Has to. Has to now what that means and what ownership will accept or won't accept, I don't know, but this has to be a year where the team shows marked improvement and does uh, does some things and really really increases their win total uh, from the past couple of seasons. I, I here's a here's a good one from um, Blackthorn there and uh, good to hear from him on Twitter too. Uh, appreciate appreciate you reaching out and always interacting. Um, Ren cut Renell Ren was a guy that I really liked in that, in that draft class and health wise, uh, developmental wise, just did not, ha, has not taken that next step. 
Um, it's unfortunate he's got all the physical tools there that he may be a guy that they're able to keep around or, or do something with here, but he is no longer on that team and a guy that um, has a lot of, he's a physical specimen. It just, you know, they, they were never able to kind of, at least to this point, harness it. And um, uh, hopefully they, you know, who they have can, can come in there and, and do some things, but man, some of those draft classes from 20, 2018. Um, I mean, John Ross before that, John Ross, not on the team, your first round pick, a top 10 pick, Billy Price, not on the team. Um, you know, you, you can go into, I think there's only a few players left from the 2019 draft, which was Zach Taylor's first draft where they had all those picks, all those picks. And I think there's only what, three or four players left on the roster from that specific class. And that's just a couple of years ago. So th th this draft class needs to start stepping up. Uh, neither of the offensive linemen they drafted in rounds two or four at this point are starting offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, they, they've got contributors on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, Jamar Chase is a big part of their plan. They're number five overall pick, but, um, you know, they, they got to get more out of this draft class for sure. That's going to do it because we're going to talk a lot more tomorrow on the Orange and Black Insider with John Sheeran and myself about the roster, about what we think about it and all kinds of different things. But wanted to update all of you as to some recent happenings. I'm sure there's going to be some more news and everything coming down the pike for the Bengals. And uh, we say final roster, but it's not really final uh, until a day or so after. Um, but it kind of came in a flurry in terms of the news and everything uh, wanted to get that all out to you. And obviously want to take the air and talk about it a little bit. We are going to do our show. We're going to try and do a big round table show with the guys from orange uh, orange is the new black Ace and Zim and Matt Minnick to do a, you know, a mega show at the end of this week to talk more about the roster and all kinds of different things um, and, and what we think about the team going forward there. But uh Wanted to get this to you, and hopefully you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your week. We do have a special interview coming up down the pike. Can't tell you too much about it quite yet, but we will have a special interview coming coming at you probably next week, which we're pretty excited about, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. In the meantime, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think the icon is right there. Click that and subscribe. Turn on the bell to be notified when we go live, when uh, new material is available. And of course, go on your favorite audio streamer, find the Cincy Jungle podcast channel, subscribe to it so you can listen to our show, Orange and Black Insider. You can listen to Orange is the New Black with Ace and Zim, Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick. All that stuff is on our podcast channel and available for you. So appreciate everybody. Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Wish me luck on my fantasy football draft. I definitely need it. I'm so feast or famine in fantasy football. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Keep it to Cincy Jungle for all the news, opinions, analysis, and everything regarding the final roster. Take it easy, everybody. We'll see you soon.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 